Welcome gamers to this week's episode of Last Call Gaming. We're on episode number 66. My name is Craig Prowlis and joining me is the man who's been with me just as long as my fish bottle opener, Ranger Montemare. I don't think you guys are going to actually be able to see it, but I just want to say that we're currently right on schedule for when this beer goes out of season. We are. Andrew, uh, you were shopping around. I know this late. My apologies, guys, for the episode being a tad bit late. It's been wedding season. It's been birthday season. Andrew's getting back from comic book signings. Things are starting to happen again. So uh, apologies for the late episode, but I will give a fantastic shout out to Lane and Veronica King and Pat and Brianna Turco. Those were the two Congratulations. weddings just went to. And another happy birthday to my brother, Gino. And uh, Andrew, before we get into the beers, what comic book did you just get signed? Because I know you had a beauty on there. I uh, went and got my Secret Wars number eight signed. This has been Torpedo in Las Vegas, where we're uh, members of, the gold members of. And uh, how, how was it now that kind of COVID is still running around? and Dude, it took like a lifetime to do. Like, I, I don't know what they're doing in the store, but that, that's a conversation for another time. For another but, time? Okay. Yeah. So, Andrew, so we usually take beers from requests, but as the show was running late, Andrew came down today and we grabbed these, and it is the Sam Adams. Summer Ale, the citrus wheat that sits at a 5.3, but as Andrew pointed out, it's got a really cool like time, like whenever you buy it, it, there's a notch on the month, so this is saying that it's best to drink by November, so we're skating right into that October premium. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's for sure. I tried looking for other suggestions, so sorry if it's not yours. Uh, the place I went to didn't really have anything. Normally they have a lot of stuff, so this is just kind of what I grabbed. Uh, I got it because it did say citrus on it, but I don't really taste citrus that no. much. Well, I'm never disappointed with a Sam Adams, but I guess the Summer Ale is new to this palette. I thought it was going to be a little lighter, maybe a little, um, what's the right word? Maybe a little more pizzazz or some freshness. It, it just, it's a little thicker and it definitely goes down quite heavily. But I mean, yeah, the citrus I would think would be kind of the most absent out of the taste. I mean, it's definitely more just the wheat ale to me that's slightly flavored. I'll say I don't care for it already. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't hate it, but it definitely, I definitely wouldn't get it twice. Yeah. You know, after after today, of course. So that is the beer we're drinking, guys. Make sure you pause. Go grab a, a beverage of choice and drink along with us. Now, before we move into the actual stories, guys, uh, we like to move our plugs now to the very beginning. So make sure you guys check us out on Facebook. Check us out on Instagram, all Last Call Productions. Check us out on Twitter at Last Call, P-R-O-D-Z. And if you guys are interested in the audio-only version of this podcast, Check us out on CastBox, check us out on Spotify, check us out on iTunes. We would really like it, and the as much as you hear, you know, the thumbs up and the following supports the channels, it really does. So, And if you got friends, tell them about the YouTube and uh, check it out, because we are giving away something, and you'll hear more about that later in the episode. So, we are ready to dive in to the first story, and Andrew brought it to my attention that the PS5s are finally in the wild, all the big reviewers are getting them. Um, some of the podcast guys I listen to finally have their hands on them, and there is an embargo, that, which is important because the way they're saying it is that it's kind of a tiered embargo. They're going to release dates of information as time goes on. So as of right now, I believe they can only just show off the box. Yeah, even so, they haven't. There's no like official unboxing from anyone that's actually like a media outlet or anything, as far as I've seen. So again, it's kind of like what the Xbox uh, series did. They kind of all do that. 
Um, I just thought it was a little crazy because we were just complaining the other day that there haven't been any PlayStations in the wild, and then yeah. they kind of pop up, and we're about like they listen two, to us. Yeah, we're about like two weeks out. Yeah, hopefully someone Sony was like, oh damn, we we got to get out there. All right, last call's talking about it, and <laughs> let's get them to let's get into the public. So um, it was kind of cool. The box, I mean, I'll show, I'll throw up some pictures. There's it shows it compared to the PS4. Did you see that picture of the PS5 compared to the PS4 box? It's yeah. huge. I mean, it that looks big. But yeah, compared to that, it's 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 towering. And the other picture it shows is kind of the front and back of it, so you can see what's on it. Now, some people were pointing out that they're like, oh, normally when you go and buy, uh, you know, a box, at least you know in the past, you flip it over and it would kind of show off some games or something of the highlights of what it's yeah. going to offer. It really doesn't. It, it's kind of just streamlined and going, hey, here's the PS5. Here's the information on how to move your, you know, transfer your data over from the PS4 to the PS5, which they said there's about three different ways. It's kind of just really that white box shows the picture. I mean, it is what you're getting. No real kind of um, ads or, you know, campaigns for any of the games coming out. Whereas on the Xbox, when you turn it around, it actually, there's like Halo. Even yeah, though that's been on it. Yeah, that Halo is on there too. Other people are getting other stuff actually early because there actually has been some unboxings for like the DualShock 5s. Uh, that have been out there too but i thought what was even funnier too is there's another company and who knows if it'll be taken down but it's called plate station five plate station. and they already have all kinds of cool like little plate designs and oh, stuff nice. like that for the sides of them or whatever so i'm finding some of their other colors that they had on there actually look a lot nicer than that standard white one does. It, uh, is it plain colors like blue orange green or are they putting like design like kratos or ratchet and clank or something I've, like that i've on only it. seen some colors but i've said it some of them weren't like generic. You Good. can get like weird, like some space looking one and stuff like that. Camo. But I'm sure everyone will have like you know some sort of Kratos or something like that. There's no reason with how easy it looks like these things slide off. There shouldn't be any reason why those. I are want out dual there. though. I want like Kratos on one side and like Nathan Drake on the other side or something like that. Yeah, I, and that was kind of one of the things we were saying. That's gonna be a hot commodity. Everyone's gonna want to get their own special plates or something like that. If you can design them yourself. It's kind of like a little like a little Etsy project or something. Uh, like yeah, that. I was gonna say even as far as Etsy goes, you could just be like a sticker maker and be like, okay, here's how this is gonna look on the side of a PS5 to take up like, you know, a good chunk of the space and just buy the sticker or whatever like that. I think that'd be pretty cool. I honestly don't ever really put stuff on my console, but I think for my X, I'll probably just put a bunch of stickers on it. Yeah, why not? And uh, one of the things I wanted to point out was they were saying that the PS5s that they have out, the reviewers are getting are actual retail PS5s. They're not preview PS5. So they've got all the function, most of the functionality that the actual day one PS5 is going to have is they were saying, I was listening to like, um, I think Greg Miller when them were talking that it doesn't have all the functionality yet. So some things, enabled, yeah, yeah, yeah. some things aren't on there, but as of now, this is exactly the way it's going to function. Most people that are looking at it, I mean, it's, it's a clean running system as we saw from the UI video last week. And again, they're going to release this in bursts. So, you know, as week as week goes by more and more videos, you're going to start seeing popping up all over YouTube. I'm sure we'll cover something the more we see of it, but I don't know. It's finally here. We're like, would say two, three weeks away from it. So yeah. So anyone dying for that info it should be here soon. Either way, pretty hype. Very hype. Uh, anything else on that? Nah. So the next thing we want to get into, guys, is that Phil Spencer was in a recent uh, interview and he was uh, teasing that there's going to be a launch of the streaming sticks for the X Cloud and essentially a new tier for the Xbox Game Pass Platinum. Now. The streaming sticks are kind of like like an Amazon Prime or, or, or a Chromecast or something like that. It's something that's going to plug in to your TV. Now, this was something they were looking at back as far as 2016. So this isn't like the first time anyone's hearing about it. And I believe 
Microsoft put the kibosh on the, the streaming sticks back then. They weren't sure where that was going to go or how they were going to utilize it. Now that we're seeing the Game Pass function the way it is and, and their kind of business plan of let's put it into as many hands at the cheapest possible point as we can, the streaming stick is now coming back because they're saying that it's going to be tagged with the xCloud and that's going to be how you're going to play. So it's another way to get it away from being on a on a tablet or your phone. You can essentially plug it into your TV, start playing with it, and they're also saying it could be bundled with the Game Pass. Now, if you look at like what an Amazon stick generally goes for, I mean, these things run from $29.99 to $69.99, right? Depending on the version you're going to get. Right. But that's a new entry point in hardware, essentially, to start playing uh, the Game Pass or do your xCloud. It's not a bad way to do it, and it's, it's a very clever way, I think. It'd definitely be super low entry for somebody who just strictly wants to do streaming, not have any sort of download. If you have a good enough internet, then sure, why not? Like, I, I if anything, again, that's kind of like what the Stadia was supposed to be, except for the Stadia, I feel like kind of fell apart, and it's not really... People mention it, but it's not as big a part of the conversation as it should be. Yeah, and I really... I was looking at it kind of like, well, this is going to be for a lot of people that travel. Anyone that starts traveling, you got to go to a hotel room a lot, or you're going to go to a friend's house or something, bring your new stick... Plug it in, log yeah, in with exactly. your account, start playing with it. You don't need to bring around this big old box. And if your entry points, let's say even if it's sixty nine ninety nine, and then the uh, the subscription for the Game Pass, extremely low point. And I'm curious how you know if and when they're actually gonna lay it out because it says he's teasing at it and he's teased at it in the past. So I would assume. I mean, when would you even? Or what would you think that would even be out? I would assume we'd have to get these out in the wild for at least maybe a year or two yeah. before you start seeing something like that. I'd probably say like 2022, maybe even by end of. Yeah, I would say as soon as they start seeing Game Pass uh, uh, subscriptions maybe start to dip, re-release a new way for new people that don't have it. Right. So um, the other thing he was talking about was the Xbox Game Pass Platinum tier. So they're looking at getting more tiers, and this is what kind of raised an eyebrow for me because I wasn't sure this is the way they were going to at least lean towards it. So... Uh, in this interview, it says, Spencer also teased the launch of new tiers of Xbox Game Pass membership, including Xbox Game Pass Platinum. This would include free, guaranteed access to new Xbox hardware. As The Verge points out, Xbox All Access is an existing payment plan that includes either an Xbox Series X or S and 24 months of Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. So, me reading it, or maybe you interpret it differently... Is this just like so? GameStop is going to start being an all-access place that you can go in and start doing your payments for systems. Does the platinum just give you the zero down and make you an automatic member to start getting it day one? I have no clue. It's kind of some weird verbiage, and I mean, we'll really have to wait to see on that because who knows what that even has to do with? I mean, maybe that is—is is this in a story linked to those sticks? Because maybe it's a part of that. Yeah, to yeah. Where it was in the same in the same interview. He talked about. The, uh, the the streaming sticks as well as the platinum. Yeah, so if anything, then maybe this is, okay, here, we'll give you a stick, and then you get the free game pass. And so it's not technically all access because you're not downloading anything, mm. but you can stream and play whatever the hell it is you want to on top of whatever. So who knows? I mean, I, again, we'll have to wait and see more on something like that. It's just kind of weird verbiage, but... Very weird. And weird that it's, it's mentioning hardware because I'm thinking if you're going into the past, I would assume that it would have to start either adding or subtracting features per tier because moving forward i mean a lot of the speculation is how is how is xbox and microsoft gaining money with all these games on the game pass free day one and if i'm thinking platinum i'm like okay well maybe there's some new features they'll add that makes it worth paying more i couldn't see I think paying the, more to get an xbox day one on a, on a payment plan i think the platinum sounds like less to me like you'd be getting less but the platinum comes with the ultimate so wouldn't it wouldn't it have to be more 
the Game Pass Ultimate, yeah, but I mean, as far as console-wise, maybe they mean a console like, okay, here, we're going to give you this streaming stick, here's your console, for free, you don't pay the $70, $80, whatever the hell it is. Yeah, it's very And you get weird. all the access, so. Interesting stuff. So I want to know what a lot of people, you guys watching, think of that, because I think the streaming stick is very cool, as far as uh, the Game Pass Platinum, exactly like Andrew's saying, weird verbiage, and my first interpretation is that it'd be something way different, it'd be more perks and stuff. Within the Game Pass itself, not something anything to do with hardware or something like that. I just really like the idea, especially around this time of the year, of just being able to travel and not having to take my console with me. Yeah. Because there are times, like, I stay up a lot later than everybody else does usually. I'm, like, a nighttime person. So when I'm up late, I'd like to play or whatever, you know, when my family's all sleeping. So, you know, just pop in that little thing and be able to go. Yeah, not burn as much electric running on your fucking system. Even and still, I don't have to carry this big-ass fucking... I, yeah, and then, or you yeah. just move it room to room. Family comes in, takes the big TV in the living room, pop it out move it to a bedroom or something like that. So right. very cool idea. And I'm curious if any other people like uh, Nintendo or Sony are looking at things like that, because uh, I think that is something to consider in terms of uh, putting numbers out there. Maybe. I mean, it's kind of Stadia S. So, I mean, hopefully it's a better idea than it. Yeah. So those are the two main stories we have, guys. Nothing too big to dive into. Really just kind of speculation and conversation. So that's really all we can do about it. Let us know your thoughts. So let's start. Riff it up, 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 and Andrew has the first riff. Hey, lay it on me, Scat Cat. So my riff is that iOS finally has an Xbox app now that will let you stream to your Xbox. And what that is is it's not like it was before, where you could stream individual games. This is not a part of the X Cloud where you're just, again streaming individual games because uh, Apple came out and they said no, you can't do that because again they want to be able to take their cut of whatever is being purchased on there. So to, the way to get around that is what Microsoft essentially has made it do is that you can stream pre pretty much your phone, your Apple device, whatever acts like your TV and your console just turns on. And so I could be at work and. I can play whatever I want to. I can take full control of my console. In a way, I kind of like this a little bit better because then I'm not limited to what games I could play. Because before you could only play whatever games are on the X Cloud. Not everything was on the X Cloud. Whereas now I could play like Call of Duty Warzone if I wanted to from work. I could play Yakuza. Even though I'm sure Yakuza was a part of those games that could have been streamed. I don't think that Call of Duty was. So again, that's something that I could pop on and do. The only thing I don't like about the change to that app that they made, though, is the UI does not look good. It's like unintuitive. It was a little like clanky and clunky to kind of figure out. But more importantly, I can't really, I you can't look at like your achievements anymore. And I use the app all the time to look at my achievements, compare like myself to Craig or somebody like that. So at this point, I'd either have to like go to xbox.com and sign into it and then try to find him or now launch this app launch my xbox at home go to my friends list and then compare my achievements that way versus before where i could just click on a friend compare achievements or just look at my own achievements from there and that's something that i used actually all the time so that's kind of my biggest problem that i've had so far with this yeah uh, i was kind of confused what andrew was saying at first so once we started looking at it yeah it really his phone just became his whole interface of his xbox and then he started playing a game on it, and i'm like oh i see the difference now but yeah the fact that the ui changed in an unnecessary way is just like head scratch. It's like, why would you not keep the features that was at a, a thumbs touch away that everybody used that showed exactly how that would normally works to change it in a way that's kind of like, just it's completely absent. And then the way you move around is just kind of a little 
clunky like Andrew's saying, but I do got to say, the way it's functioning now, running to your Xbox directly versus uh, like how the xCloud was pulling certain things, it, I mean, it looked it looked really cool. Yeah, and I'll say, I even used it at work where like I'm on the Wi-Fi and it doesn't have like the best internet, and this is just to test it out. And uh, it it worked like perfectly fine. So I, even on a shitty internet connection, you should at least be able to do something. I mean, maybe you might not run the best at a multiplayer game, but I mean, you could definitely get in a single player, do some daily grinds or something like that in, in between your lunch breaks or something. So I, I'm enjoying it so far. Nice. Anything else on that? Nope. I will move on to my last one. And we don't really get to talk about movies too often on here. So when it comes to the video game movies, I do like to uh, you know talk about that a tad. And so the Uncharted movie is finally kind of moving in the right direction. This movie, if you guys, this movie's been starting to go, I think it was in like either talks or some sort of production back in like 2010. This thing has been trying to get off the ground and it's been moving through um, uh, directors, through cast, through dates. And this is Sony Pictures this is the big kind of movie that they want to get out the gate. Um, I believe, I think Columbia is going to be the one actually doing it under them. Uh, but this started off with the guy that was, uh, Travis Knight was originally supposed to direct it. He was doing uh, Kubo and the Two Strings. He's done Bumblebee. But that's about it. He's really, he doesn't have much under his belt. They've now, as of now, moved it to a man named Ruben Fleischer, I believe is his name. And again, this guy doesn't have, this is what makes me nervous about Uncharted. He doesn't have a lot of movies under his belt. He's got a bunch of TV, which I guess... Is, is a lot better than no experience, but his three main things are he's done the Zombieland projects, one and two, which, you know, I've, I like number one. I I've love ne- I've Zombieland. I've never seen number two. I don't know if number two was any good. Um, Gangster, uh, Gangster Squad, which I know I like, but a lot of people didn't care for that movie. But the, how big that cast was, it was kind of a letdown with what the, people thought it was going to be. Didn't see it. But I would say um, maybe the saving grace to you, or maybe it's not, is he did Venom. And Venom was kind of that out of nowhere movie did really really good but i don't know if anyone really really loves it so those are his three big things and that's what's moving on with uncharted and as of now we finally have tom holland who's the 28 year old playing a young nathan drake it's supposed to i don't know if it's canon with any of the games but it's definitely going to be a prequel to that and there was a good picture that kind of uh did him in the game side by side i'll throw up and he's got the look down at least appearance wise I don't know if, you know, I like my Nathan Drake a little bulkier, you know, I mean, at least the way we're, we're used to, accustomed to him. But then you got Mark Wahlberg playing solely, and then Antonio Banderas is attached uh, with no particular name, but I'm assuming he's going to be the villain that they're trying to rob something from or do something from. And the year that it's actually stating is July 16th, 2021, but I'm, I'll bet money that that gets pushed back. I mean, that's fairly close for where we're at right now. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Are you even interested in the movie? Yeah, I definitely want to see it. Um, I think he looks a little bit weird as Nathan Drake myself because I picture Nathan Drake again being like a lot taller. Uh, excuse me, maybe like a little bit beefier. Or I like the little short that they had, even though he's a bit older with like Nathan Fillion. That's like short little movie or like film thing that he did of Uncharted. I thought that looked really cool. Either way, I'm more excited for this movie than something that I've seen a lot of that looks like dog shit, like Monster Hunter. I don't know if you've seen the sure, recent yeah, trailer for that in with, it. Yeah. Uh, with Mila Jovovich. Oh, uh, what am I thinking? Shirley Stan. I, I was thinking Old Guard. Yeah, yeah, Mila's in it. But it's like it's not even what Monster Hunter is. It's like futuristic tech going into the old world. That's not what Monster Hunter is. Well, I think that's... I, I don't know because I didn't pay attention too much to the trailer because as soon as I saw some of the stuff, I was like, this kind of <laughs> looks... Yeah, yeah, there were like lo- tanks and guns like shit, and it's but... like they discovered the old world. I'm like, well, that's not Monster Hunter. Yeah, I was going to say, I think that's what it is. They're starting off like modern day whatever versus 
they're going to fall into the world or somehow come across the people who are like, oh, okay, yeah, well, we're Monster Hunters and use blades and shit yeah, like not, that. Now that Mew is in, it's Resident Evil all over again. Uh, yeah, so ruin another fucking franchise for me. Why don't you? Why don't you? Um, I don't know. Movies moving along. Uh, I guess once we see a trailer, we'll finally be able to say if it looks good or not. I'll say from the screenshots, it still looks better than what I've seen in Monster Hunter, so. Yeah, and I, I want to live in a world where we have good video game movies, and obviously we have Pokemon and Sonic and stuff, and that's kind of more of the animated side of it, being the main characters. I, but let's see what happens with Uncharted, and uh, you know, hopefully Monster Hunter doesn't suck. Yeah. So that is the end of the riffs. Um, I guess we can kind of gloss over real quick what we're playing. I don't think it's really moved on since last week. I'm I'm, I'm almost done with Doom Eternal. I've got like two missions left. It's taking me a lot longer because, like I said, we've had weddings and birthdays and stuff, so I haven't been gaming as hard, and I'm doing um, like all the collectibles. So I'm going through each mission and finding all this stuff, so that does take longer than just kind of running through it. So Doom Eternal is just about done. I should have it done hopefully by tomorrow. It's still Yakuza for me. I'm actually doing all the final grindy stuff on it now, and it's just kind of taking a while. But again, I'm loving the game. I had so much fun with it that I do want to see it through to completion. But for anyone out there playing Call of Duty, they are doing that special Halloween event that I've been playing that, Haunting of Berdansk. I think that ends on Halloween Day, maybe the day after, I believe. But uh, definitely check out that new mode with the zombies and stuff like that incorporating it. I actually thought it was really fun and really cool. So instead of when you die and you go to the gulag, if you die, the you come back as a zombie. And so you can beat other players to death. You can see where your teammates are and kind of try to help them. But what you're looking for, and you'll see them on the map from other players that have died, is vials. And you run for those vials. And after you get two of them, it parachutes you back in as a human with what you had when you died. So nice. you have like all your you have your guns and all that stuff. I don't think that you kept your money or anything, but you kept your loadout essentially is what it was. I like it. So either way, I thought it was really fun. I thought it was a pretty refreshing take on whatever. I, I had a lot of fun playing it. I personally haven't won one yet, but I haven't played it that much because I was playing just the nighttime trios what they actually just took away. So either way, I thought it was a pretty cool little thing. And I think it's pretty funny seeing some of the skins like there's tons of jigsaw guys running around and fucking Leatherface and everything <laughs> like, like that. that. And then, uh, like, even playing with AJ now, he bought it, and he has, like, the horns of his vehicles to, like, where, like, he's honking it. And it's, like, this obnoxious, like, fucking pig squealing. <laughs> and so, like, he's just riding around on the map, like, hammering that thing all the fucking time. Classic. So, but yeah. I love when a game can do some, like, kind of themed stuff like that, especially during the holidays. When I got a, just for logging in when I was playing Doom, it gave me, like, a Halloween-style background for my character so it's got like jack-o'-lanterns and stuff like that that's pretty yeah, cool anything that's kind of cool that they can do is always fun so uh we are done with that so let's move into video game questions of the week and first question comes from Aubin Stein, and he says hashtag next gen i've been getting more into trophy hunting lately and i'm really enjoying it if applicable what was your guys favorite game to get all the achievements or trophies on uh, I know Andrew's way more into diving into like 100%ing games. I would say my number one that I had the most fun doing uh, was when I, we were playing uh, Elder Scrolls V Skyrim. That was a lot of fun. and um, That was a good one. I would say, yeah, that'd probably be the game I like having the most fun on that I 100%ed. One other game that I really liked, I believe you did it too, uh, Child of Light was a really fun game. Yeah, that was a do. good one. I really like playing that one, but I know you got a, you got a couple other ones. Uh, Fun-wise, actually, I thought Resident Evil 3 was actually really fun to do. And that just came out this year, 100%. That one was great. As far as, like, favorite to do, 
would probably be Dark Souls 3 for me just because of how hard that game is. I actually 100%ed all three of the Dark Souls. And so that's kind of like, even if you go to my profile, that's what I've like pinned on there is like 100% all whatever on there. So that's kind of more like an accomplishment. Like I put in the work, I fucking got my ass kicked. I went out there and did the thing. So oh boy. I actually, that's my favorite, favorite one that I have. I thought maybe Sekiro would have been, but... More so, fun doing Dark Souls? Um, I when I talk about Dark, I kind of count Sekiro into that. Cause if anything, Sekiro was fucking harder than mm. Dark Souls to do because that final boss kicked my. I've never done something so hard. That was the <laughs> hardest fight. So I kind of grouped those ones together because it's all made by the you know from soft. Nice. Uh, next question. Thank you for the question and leave yours down below. I don't know if you've you've hit maybe hundred percent or you're working on one because a lot of times. Because I, I I can't have a hard time repeating games if, if it needs something. I get to like a lot where there's only four or five left, and I'm like, ah, time to move on to the next game. So a lot, like when we were playing Final Fantasy VII, we both stopped at like the money one, yeah. And the other one, I'm like, I don't have time to fucking sit there and do grind this thing out. I'm done with it. We're 98 percent done. I'm moving on. Do you remember what your first 100 percent was? Um, on Xbox One, it was um, Max Curse of the Brotherhood, and if it was on the 360, because me and Gino shared our old game i think it might have been fable or something like that i think it might have been fable i'm trying to think of old games in the 360 era oh maybe uh maybe it was uh no because i was xbox i didn't do achievements yeah i think it might have been fable or fable 2 would have been the first one i 100 percent on 360 i think mine was either oblivion or fallout 3 because that's kind of when i really got into i know you know 100 oblivion yeah so yeah that's when i really got into achievements i know i have over a thousand on it i just don't know if it's all the originals for that one i'm pretty sure i did all the originals for fallout 3 so i would have to say it's one of those two for me yeah so even like bioshock a game that i love one of the achievements is going back and playing it like on new game plus and i just i, I never go back and play the game Twice in a row. Even though you play, I know you play like Resident Evil's game after game after game. I'm like, dude, I, I can't. I, Those are a little more meant to speed run than, yeah. Right. I, I don't do like a You can't play another 40 hour game right yeah. afterward. Devil yeah. May Cry is the same way. Beat it on this mode and this one. It's like, no. No, thank you. Yeah, same with, I think, Final Fantasy VII, the remake. It's <clears throat> be it, play it on hard. Yeah. And, and I'm not going to beat the game on normal and then go back and do it on hard. Like, no, that's because uh, there's no way to run through that. Yeah, you got to pick and choose your poisons. Uh, but thank you for the question. Next one comes from AJ Gardea. Idea. Uh, what is the first game you guys are do- are going to download and play on the next gen console when you get it? Um, I would assume because we, we share Yakuza. our Xbox would be Valhalla. I'm talking next gen game. We're because it comes out day one. We'll get the Xbox Series X and we'll do AC Valhalla. Yakuza Seven first. Yeah. No, he'll do. Well, I guess he will. I'm doing Valhalla. I figured uh, we jump into two different games so we could have two different things to talk about. As much as I want to play those other ones, the only reason I could stand you to have it do, downloaded. The only oh, reason I, guess I could and play. Yeah, yeah, the only reason I could stand to do two Yakuza's back to back is because this one plays like an RPG, so it's a completely different play style than the other one. So I'm like, okay, cool. I'm not just doing a fucking huge right. beat 'em up or some annoying thing or whatever. So I'm gonna go Yakuza like a dragon for me. Nice and Assassin's Creed Valhalla will be. For me and the PS5, we are getting secondary, and I would say um, Miles Morales. If I don't, because I'm probably gonna get it on PS4 anyway, day one. So Miles Morales might not be my first PS5 download, but uh, the Sackboy Big Adventure will probably be the first PS5 game I would like to play. That looks pretty fun. Unless, uh, unless by the time we get it, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart is out, then maybe that one first. But if we get the PS5 close enough, like before December's up, then I would probably say uh, Sackboy Big. I bet. The only reason I would get it would be probably for Demon's Souls, and so that would be my automatic one. There you go. And the last question comes from Connor Malone. Now, Connor, I know you've been catching up with us, and you've got a question 
from a few episodes back. So I'm going to slowly start sprinkling those in, in, the, in our moving forward episodes so we can get to all of them. I just didn't want to, you know, dogpile it with all of your questions. I was almost going to make a section called uh, Connor's Corner and we're just going to catch up. Maybe we'll do that on the next one. We'll just catch up on all Connor's questions. But uh, Connor writes, uh, hashtag next gen. Woohoo! Europe is included. That's for the contest. Yes, it is. Uh, following on from the Star Wars question, as you know, I think I'm a huge, as you know, I th- yeah, I think I'm a huge fan. So would love to know what order uh, you would rank the movies or Gino's list too, if he's a mega fan. So that, I, I tried hitting up Gino to get it, and maybe you know next week we can give his response. But Andrew and I were talking he about can leave this it in the comments. Uh, you want to go first? Uh, yeah, but I do want to know what yours is because everyone. Yeah, I was looking for it. Yeah, I didn't see your list on there, so make sure you leave your your list down below. Mine is uh, three Revenge of the Sith, of course, because it has the best lightsaber duel of all time. Of all time. Of all time. Then I'll follow that up with Rogue One. I absolutely love that movie. Seven Force Awakens, Empire Strikes Back. Five, six Return of the Jedi. Two Attack of the Clones. Four New Hope. Nine Rise of the Skywalker. One, Phantom Menace, and then The Last Jedi being the worst one. So I'm kind of more partial to the new ones, but I do appreciate some of the older ones. Yeah, I think me and you have only one movie in the same spot. <laughs> uh, so mine goes uh, number one, and I go back and forth on my one and two. Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi. Catch me on the right year, and it's one or the other. But as of right now, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, Revenge of the Sith, because it does have the best fight scene I put it in the top five almost all time. No, like, I watch it all the it's, time. It's epic. It's so epic. Uh, Rogue One, New Hope, Rise of the Skywalker, Attack of the Clones, The Han Solo Story, Phantom Menace, and it, I only put it above the last two if I'm watching the YouTube Uncheese version, where they cut out all the garbage, they change some of the, the dialogue. Um, uh, what's the stupid... Alien Jar Jar, Jar Jar Binks doesn't talk like a dork. He's got like a cool alien deep voice. Yeah. So and that's the version that's in my head as canon. So I put Phantom Menace, Uncheese version, and then The Force Awakens, and then Last Jedi, I agree, is the weakest. I am not a big fan of any of the new trilogy. Um, parts aside, I do like certain things of them. I like seven. Overall, I just don't think they're better than the prequels or the original. So, um, But definitely leave yours because I was hunting around, sniffing around. I didn't see yours, so I want to see where you stack them. And anybody else that watches Star Wars out there, because I know Auburn Stein does, leave your uh, leave your list down below. CN, I'm looking at you, kid. Yeah, I definitely think Seven had the best potentials. They, I think it started off strong. I actually really liked it, and I was excited for the rest of the movies, and then they just It shot. did, and what it suffered from was, was switching directors, moving through storylines, Kathleen Kennedy not being able to hammer down what direction they wanted to move in, and it suffered for it. I mean, George Lucas knew what he was doing, with four through six, and he knew what they was go- they were gonna do from one through three, and you have a coherent storyline. Seven through nine is is just one, it's just too all over the place for me to consider to be one of the greats. Even though I think it had the potential to be one of the best, especially bringing back all the old. Oh, cast it definitely and has stuff the potential. Like that. Yeah, you bring sure. Mark Hamill and Leia, and you got uh, Harrison Ford back in there. All good stuff. So, guys, a quicker episode because um, you know it's all we had to talk about today. But make sure you guys. Um, I guess we'll just jump straight to the video. We are giving away a couple of prizes. So, guys, as of right now, take a look at what we're giving away. Hey, guys. My name is Craig, and this is Mandrew, and this is the official Last Call Gaming giveaway for the digital PS5 or the Xbox Series S. Now, 
to be entered into the contest you must like these videos and you have to be subscribed to the channel you will not be viewed if you are not subscribed now to be a eligible participant you must be in North America or these parts of Europe now we are flexible on this guys here is a big list if you do not see your country on there feel free to email us or send us on Instagram or Twitter or the comments and ask if your country is eligible if it is within our budget to provide it we will look it up and we will get back to you letting you know that you are eligible to enter also guys if once you win you have one week to respond so if you're if you hear your name being called on episode 69 that you are the winner, you must reach out to us because if we do not hear from you, we're going to keep doing the contest until we actually hit the person that has one that's reached back out to us. Now, the way you enter is in the comment section. Leave us a question, leave us any type of criticism, but you have to write hashtag next gen. That is going to be your entry moving forward in the episodes, how we recognize that you are entered in. Now, the contest is going from episode 63, which has already happened, all the way up until episode 68. Now, what you can do is you can go on all of those and enter hashtag next gen, and that will give you an entry for each and every one of those. Because on episode 69, which is November 13th, we are going to announce the winner. So by episode uh, 68, the last date will actually be November 12th. You will have till 12 p.m. noon, and that's going to be Arizona time because that is where we reside, and that's the way we're going to base the clock off of guys so make sure you follow those simple rules and if there's any confusion at all write us comment to us because we will get back to you and we will clarify it but just to reiterate uh contest is between episode 63 to 68 and episode 69 will be the winner announcement which is going to be november 13th and that is all we have to say for the last call gaming giveaway guys good luck good luck so that, guys, is the contest. Make sure you follow all the rules correctly. Get your friends involved. Get your family involved. And be a part of it because we are giving away those. So moving into the end of the episode, guys, uh, stay tuned to the end because generally we have our little side reel. You get to see a little behind the scenes. But we decided to give a shout-out to someone. They had a really cool video. We wanted to give them a note. Uh, Andrew actually was the one that was talking with them. Uh, yeah, she actually posted it on uh, this other Facebook group that I'm in called uh, Video Game Fans. Her name is Amanda Jack. And she showed off, like, her house design. She does... Uh, she goes all out for Halloween, I guess, and does her house. She has a YouTube channel. There's her 2017, 2018, 2019. But her 2018 video was all, like, Mario themed, where it starts off with a Bowser Bad castle. Ass. There's music playing. There's, like, a water section. Then there's, like, a huge Nintendo. And we're actually going to use that as a side reel today because I asked her if I could use our uh, use her video. Of course, we'll link it and then give her a shout-out, too, because I was super impressed with it. I love when people go all out for Halloween, and I just thought it was a crazy cool idea what she did with her home and i thought it was absolutely beautiful yeah so check it out guys um so until next time my name is craig prowls and that was manager montemere cheers see ya